0: continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
1: All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man?
2: Hey, I am just here. I'm excited about National Signing Day because you know me. I follow recruiting just with a magnifying glass. I just live, breathe, drink recruiting.
1: (laughs) We have been the past six weeks for sure. My goodness.
2: It It is definitely the most I've paid attention to recruiting in probably a decade. And it's still not much. There's probably if if someone's looking for my insight which eh, you know why would you do that anyway i'm no, i'm probably not going to have a ton on these actual recruits i think spencer will obviously but but yeah i am well more interested into this class and this staff than in a long time so it's it's been exciting to be a part of it this year and just kind of know that we're in the mix the whole the whole Ewers deal You know, that was a thing that actually happened. And don't let everybody tell you that, lol, he was never coming to Lubbock. I I think he was really considering it. Even if
1: he wasn't, he forced Texas to spend $4 million for him to do exactly what everybody thought he was going to do anyways.
2: Yeah, he pulled a Mike Leach. suck it, horns. He, He took a couple of interviews and then somebody had to pony up some extra money to get him to stay. So I think the biggest thing
1: that we'll talk about, I'll talk about um, high level when we get more into it, when we get to football and National Signing Day is just the level of class that you're piecemeal. Basically, there was one guy. It was two guys. It was uh, Joey McGuire and James Blanchard. They put together a top 40 class
2: in six weeks. Oh, and it was in the 30s. It was in the 30s, like right until we recorded now I think it hit 40. Yeah, I
1: had a couple other schools jump ahead of you. Six weeks ago, the day before Matt Wells was fired, 76th ranked class. And I don't think Wells would have been adding too many more high school
2: guys. Well, last year, I, I mean... Th- they finished 74th. Yes, it was, they were 74th last year, which was 10th in the Big 12. They had... 11 high schoolers and 12 transfers. So they had a 23 player class, but over half were transfers this year so far because McGuire is still trying to land, um, Eric Gray and Gavin Freeman. He has 16 high schoolers and three transfers. So definitely a big change in how he's going about it. And Um,
1: six more weeks to go.
2: Yeah. This is just the beginning
1: of the early signing period. I know. So we'll get to that. We'll we'll talk about some of the guys that, that we're really excited about um, guys that came on late. Um, some surprises this morning, both good and bad. Um, you know, give you our instant reaction, if you will, since this all happened basically, you know, 12 hours ago now, but it's all seemed to have settled down a little bit. Um, We will not be looking at the bowl game just yet. We'll do that next week. Give you our bowl game prep. And then the following week, we'll be giving an instant reaction to the bowl game because it'll be on a Tuesday night.
2: Oh, Um, yeah, that's perfect.
1: Game is two weeks away. So we'll get you our preview next week. uh, And we'll do our our instant reaction to the bowl game on the 28th. Uh, Coaching staff has been officially, officially completed. There were... I think last time we recorded, we had a question mark on, is Tim Deruder coming? Yeah, he did.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't th- that was not final. That was just kind of still speculation.
1: Then we'll jump over to basketball. There was a, a game last night. Arkansas State Michael was there. He was in the building. Yes, I was. He ran into Kyle Jacobson. Uh, one of them, or both of them, saw Joey McGuire working the phones while he was taking in the game. The man holds multiple phones and they showed him on the broadcast with multiple phones. Like he was talking with one phone and the other one was in his hand, like actively using the other one. I was like, how don't my brain does not work well enough multitasking to c- carry on two conversations. I can't read and listen to somebody talking, whether it's a podcast or somebody in the room simultaneously. One, because I, I think it's just the way my, my brain works that like I have the internal monologue brain. So when I'm reading something, I'm speaking it in my mind. Like, I don't know how it works, but I also know that, like, there's just conversation going on. There's one conversation. I can't listen to a second one.
2: Well, and that's why I I don't
1: know how he could do both. Yes. A conversation in his ear and then also typing one out in his hands.
2: That's why you'll hear both of us on the podcast. We will talk for a little while. The other one doesn't say anything. Then the other one comes in and says something we just said. Because we were because we were reading, because <laughs> we were reading something else, trying to look up something and add something interesting to the conversation, and and yeah, we ended up just repeating what the other one said. Nice. Uh, I didn't see, I saw Gerald Myers at the game last night. Nice, that was cool. I did not see uh, Joey McGuire. I did see the Czar of Lubbock. I did see Kyle, but the other guy was Fran Fraschilla there.
1: Yeah, he was just there. like as a fan. Well so they had him on in the halftime like uh I, like I local it. broadcast piece and they t- he's talking about doing his research like he was traveling around doing research and spoke to the team yesterday afternoon That's great. Um but yeah they, they had him on with uh John Harris and Chris Level. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, I I came here to see the team and uh, to get ready for for all of his times that he's going to be t- talking about the team or any of the the games he has to do." Um He said said he likes to be there in person to see it happen.
2: He's one of those, I I think, I think the majority of tech fans really like him, but I think there is a vocal minority that don't like they seem to, whenever I'm watching a game with him, it seems like there's a lot of people on Twitter that pipe up and they latch onto thing, negative things he says. And I just don't get it. I, I think he's been awesome for the big 12 and particularly for tech. I, I, I don't get the hate. I I think he's great.
1: And from my memory, I can't recall anything he said that I didn't
2: think was true. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if he's (laughs) critical, he's probably got a reason for it. So
1: anyways, we'll, we'll get into basketball. We had a game last night. Like I said, Arkansas state, we got a big one this Saturday. Um, We'll have bowl games up during our Rob Rose college tailgate show. Because bowl games start at ten, like we'll, from the moment we go on the air, we will be watching a bowl game live in studio. I think it's Western Kentucky, actually, if the internet works. If the internet works, um, and then we go until ten to noon, and then right at noon, Texas Tech versus Gonzaga is on. So it's a big we, Saturday, big Saturday for us. So if you want to hear that, I mean, I don't. <laughs> the four of us watching bowl games randomly 10 to noon Saturday on Rob Rose College Tailgate Show on Lubbock Talk 103.9, 1340 AM, AM 960 down in San Angelo online at KKAM.com. This will most likely be our last Saturday before our last Saturday because of the way the 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 calendar works Christmas and New Year's Day are both on Saturdays Rob Bro was very noncommittal on doing a January 1st show We're definitely not doing a Christmas Day show <laughs> and then our last day would be the the 8th leading up to the college playoff finals although the FCS finals will also be that day on the 8th so Got two more weeks with us. Uh, Keep up with us on Twitter at 23 personnel at punts suck. There's two S's there in the middle and then at Michael underscore LBK. Then, if you didn't know, my bookie picked us back up as sponsors. We love it. Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao, electric personalities that produced big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be no different. So I'll miss out on the action bet the fight with my bookie. My bookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley II, and you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1000 using promo code sportsdrink. That's double your d- deposit to double your funds. Double the excitement for Paul versus Woodley at my bookie. As much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, He's looked strong in previous matchups, and with Woodley taking him, taking this fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Favor. Wow, I'm just adding letters here. Back the problem child to win this rematch, as he's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to thousand dollars by using promo code SportsDrink. Head to my bookie today, place your bets, fill your pockets, and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley II. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie michael you big uh boxing ufc fan either one no
2: no not really my thing okay. but uh go to my bookie if y'all if it is your thing yeah i was i was a uh, I was more of a ufc fan
1: like 14 years ago when i moved out to lubbock for the first time you, you know that guy that I, I i railed on last week about that twitter inter- twitter interaction i had about mike leach <laughs> Actually yes. went to B Dub's with him quite a few times to watch fights.
2: That was the place to go. I think it still is, well, as far as I you, know. Anyway, and you had to
1: get there out. You still do
2: hours. Fox ahead. and the Hound. Fox and the Hound was also the place to go. Oh, good places.
1: Hours ahead of time, hold on a table. You would go through the menu very slowly. You'd order your appetizers probably an hour after you sat down, and you eat them, and you wait a long time, and then you order dinner, and you wait a long time, You're like you might want a second round of wings or some more, yeah, <laughs> just so you could. <laughs> Hold down the table for four or five hours. Anyways, let's get to uh, let's get to football and uh, breaking news, and then yeah, we'll talk about signing day, and then the Texas tech, tech coaching staff. So let's get there. Yes, they go four up top. They throw the fade to fasher
0: caught, touchdown. With time, Delivery. And-
2: Harrell, back to throw, going deep down the sideline for Robert Johnson. and oh he, my. he got it! Touchdown, oh! Red Raiders!
1: Robert Johnson, touchdown, Red Raider! Take a shot to the end zone. And it's a touchdown to Reginald Davis! All day to throw. Over the top, Jakeem Grant! Touchdown, Texas Tech!
2: Second down now. Deep strike. Got the big man, Kirk! second
1: to go let the scoring begin all right national signing day early the early period michael today kicked off my phone before my alarms were going off twitter was going off waking me up not not that was a problem it was a good thing to be woken up
2: by was 7 a.m the official start time where they could sending send them in because that was when i first started seeing stuff come across twitter yeah it probably had to be like eight,
1: 8 a.m eastern and then just everybody free for all um but yes, yeah, seven o'clock started um and now i can't remember who was first uh wasn't bryson donnell who was first who was first who was first
2: I'm going I'm going to go to Texas Tech football
1: cuz I know I know the transfers first came um uh first came through Monday night. So Brady Boyd announced these the south Lake Carroll wide receiver that was at Minnesota this year. Supposedly tied or was going to be with uh Ewers. They played together. He announced he's coming to Tech. They signed his Financial aid paperwork. Then Tyler Owens, the safety from Texas, and then the offensive lineman Dimitri Moore, all were announced Monday night. And then um, things got kicked off this morning. Oh, I have to I have to search it up. Here we go.
2: Search it up. I see. I think. Let's see. Who's this? Oh, uh, Hullaby maybe was first. Uh no. Marion Horn might have been first anyway. I'm not sure. I'm scrolling back through Texas Tech's football. Yeah. Feed. They're, they're, they, did, they were very active today. So okay, so let,
1: let, let's talk about those um those videos, those little 30 second videos they did for each and every signee. That was awesome. That that's not something we've seen before. It's usually like a picture. Um like oh hey this guy this guy's uh, signed we got his paperwork in
2: yeah and then they would show his position and you know what state he was from most of them were from Texas but even the ones that weren't they showed the little shape of the state in neon uh, hats off to the crew for having all of this pipe uh pipe what was I about to say pipe fitter that's that's a that's a very deep term no a pump jack. They had a like National Signing Day Pump Jack logo and all sorts of different pump jack stuff going, so uh, that was a lot of fun.
1: Jalen Peoples was first, defensive back from none other than Cedar Hill, Texas. Which totally makes sense, because he, he was that one he of the be first. He's also one of the first ones that committed to Joey McGuire, and then instantly turned around and was recruiting the rest of the class. He's been so active and vocal and instrumental in helping this class come together.
2: Yes, and he was – that was tweeted by Texas Tech Football at 7.04. and then, That must have been right when the train got rolling.
1: Yep, Bryson Donnell running back.
2: Um, sorry, I'm scrolling through because there's
1: so well, many. And then Hut Graham from Gunter.
2: The cool thing about Den- Donnell for the running back, McGuire mentioned in his press conference that – He really gave credit to Coach Smith, DeAndre Smith, because he had a good relationship with Donnell. They're able to maintain that. Of course, Smith is sticking around. He's been practically the interim coach the last couple of weeks while they've wrapped up recruiting, and Cumbie's been over to La Tech uh, recruiting on their behalf. And I think they still – the Louisiana Tech, last I saw, one of you all told me that they had a better recruiting class than Kansas is that still accurate?
1: That's what I saw give me a second look that up. Um, okay
2: that seems right but but it was cool to see McGuire just really brag on Coach Smith and um, you know give him credit for hanging on to Donnell and being a an, you know a big part of why he's he's stayed around and wanted to come here and this is something that we've said this whole time independent of Donovan Smith and the potential that that kid has as a Texas Tech Red Raider. You want DeAndre Smith on your staff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You want him on your staff. So
1: currently, Louisiana Tech's class ranked 98th. Uh, they have six commits and only one signed a day, which is understandable in the position they were in with the new coaching. Staff put in so um, close to signing day. Let's see. Did not see Kansas in the top 100, so it would seem... Yep, Kansas, 103.
2: Way to go, Sonny Comby.
1: Um, um, also interesting to note, Florida at 50. I saw that tweet from Big Game Boomer. Of uh, all of the programs that had a better signing day or better ranked recruiting class than Florida.
2: Why did it have to come from him? Did you notice that he put Baylor and Texas Tech's logos together in his... I didn't. He made sure it said, but because that's totally something big game boomer would do.
1: Yeah, he would. Um, anyways, so it, it doesn't matter the order. I was going to read off the order. It doesn't matter. Uh, what what you did end up doing is you signed, you got 16 letters of intent. Thank you, uh, trusty fax machine.
2: The one day of the year it gets used. Wait, hang on, hang on. We just I have a quick... Sound bite from the fax machine. Oh, love to hear it.
1: <laughs> Here I was thinking you actually were going to play it on something, but
2: <laughs> you know, no, I'm I'm not that technically inclined. Okay, I don't r- know how to use a fax machine.
1: R- <laughs> <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Did not did the the f- usage of fax machine for national letter intent? Didn't that come from? Texas Tech
2: oh I don't know that sounds like a good bit of trivia okay. I, I know that I mean I think it's, it's still used right it's legit still used today yeah I, mean, I don't know why people can't scan an email or something but alright are you ready for it yeah I'm ready there it is I said. okay turn that way takes down. me that takes me back to logging into the old um my first email address was a juno account did you ever have juno
1: no i did not have juno my first one uh well so it
2: was sw bell oh that's a good one and it was it
1: was through my parents got one and they were like everyone's gonna get an email account i was like why because <laughs> i was i was young enough at that point. Anyways, way off the rails here. Texas Tech signs a 40th (laughs) ranked signing uh, ranked recruiting class. One, it's a huge step up from where you were six weeks ago. I've already said that. It's a huge step up from where you were last year when you were dead last in the conference. Tenth, you were good for seventh in the conference this year. Again, like it's been six weeks. And you went from seventy sixth to fortieth. Imagine what this class is going to look next year. Now, right now, it's ranked fourth, but that's because just, there's just not a lot of volume there. Um, but as McGuire and his entire staff has an entire cycle to evaluate and mine and get guys in. Dude, so guys, the limit. It. it It's not going to be Texas A&M level. I I was looking at the the classes, and I was like, I was surprised to see Texas A&M at the top of the list. And out of morbid curiosity, I clicked on it. They have 26 commits, Michael. Four, five stars. 19, four stars.
2: And three, three stars. And imagine if they won like nine games or something. I know, man,
1: as a team that like it's as, as much as Texas gets ridiculed for doing less with more, which they, they certainly underperform greatly underperform their talent level. Texas A&M has, I think almost always, at least as, as late, as long as I've followed recruiting, had really good recruiting classes and they've been good a few times, but they never seem to be competing for anything.
2: Like, yeah, they've they, absolutely been good. They, and the, they haven't all,
1: made a, a conference championship game.
2: No. And it's, it's impossible in uh, the same division as Alabama. And it's just going to get more diluted and more diluted when you add UT and OU to the mix. I'm
1: and sure you've got all
2: them. these seven win teams that, aren't used to winning seven games and aren't going to know how to deal with it or six or five. <laughs> it's, it's going to be fantastic. I, I will love it outside looking in the, the, the other thing I wanted to mention, you know, you, you talked about how the recruiting class shot up from what 79th from when pretty much when McGuire was hired to now,
1: I think it was in, 76, but
2: yeah, um, close enough. That's Herculean for an existing staff much less a guy that's coming in during that time and to vault a program you know jump them up half the way up from where they are in such a short amount of time now granted that was mainly his job that was his whole job during that time but but you you can already see and this is what you were alluding to earlier 2023 is already paying off dividends imagine what this this group of guys is going to do you know what is going to do and what Blanchard's going to do with McGuire with a full cycle, they already have, I mean, it's, it's not, they don't have a lot of commits for 2023, but Mm -hmm. they're ranked number four Mm -hmm. right now, which of course is number one in the big 12. A lot can happen in the next 12 months, but that's a heck of a start. And that's, he mentioned that in the press conference, you know, someone talked to him about focusing on Texas and focusing on West Texas. And it wasn't a dig at him, um, but it did. He, be, because he seems kind of like a genuine guy, he brought it up. He said, "You know, this this class is not." Someone talked. Someone brought up the term West Texas Tough, and he said, "This class does not consist of a lot of West Texas kids." He, you know, he he knows that. He acknowledges that. He said, "But that is something we're really focusing on for 2023, and that's something you can see that we're going to try to do." Um, I, I know that I'm just thrilled with who he got uh it's out of the 16 high school kids only five of them play offense and three of them are linemen um you know the rest of them there's two defensive ends two defensive tackles five linebackers two safeties uh one of those safeties i believe oh no th- my writing's terrible three linebackers two quarterbacks and two safeties uh, one of those cornerbacks, I believe, is playing quarterback this weekend for a 15-0 team. But I, I don't know. I, I just like the focus on defense. He emphasized in his press conference that he's looking for length and speed on defense, and that's what he got. I mean, you're getting guys like – who did I have written down over here? Oh, yeah. You've got Sincere Massey, a 6'5", 290-pound tackle from Steven's Cedar in- Hill.
1: Defensive tackle, yeah,
2: yeah. Defensive tackle. Sorry, I, that's just incredible to me that one guys this size exist at seventeen and eighteen.
1: I was and not two, six, that he's coming to seven. Texas
2: Tech. No, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: I I I was looking at the top of the class down, and it starts with Marion Horn from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and f- he's listed as, as an athlete. He played defensive back and running back for his school for his high school. He's going to come here to play defensive back. He's a four star athlete be a defensive back like your top like your four highest rated recruits in this class defensive back defensive lineman defensive back defensive back
2: like you could one come all baby. You
1: you you know what the 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 weaknesses were on this defense. And that's where priorities were set for who you were going to go get. You got to, you got to flip from, from TCU and Joseph Adadire Zarnell Fitch, the new uh, defensive line coach, huge. And getting this guy to come over because he, he coached and recruited at TCU. 6'3", 250 defensive end. Like, that plays now. And he's coming in as a, as a freshman. Landon Hullaby. 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 Hullaby was a signing day commit. Safety from Mansfield Timberview. Adadirs from Mansfield Summit. Jalen Peoples defensive back from Cedar Hill. Um and then you get Bryson Donnell, the running back from Tyler. And then you've got a linebacker, a linebacker, a defensive line, defensive line. Like what is that? Ten guys? And you've got one offensive player so far. You took one wide receiver and a guy named Tyler King. And the one thing that McGuire said about him, he may be the fastest guy on the team. Like you added speed there. Um, because one, your room is so deep already. Like you, you don't have to go for like bodies. You have to go yeah. for specific wants or needs at that point.
2: Yeah. With King, he was really optimistic about using him in, in the slot or on jet sweeps, just really using his speed as much as he could.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Offensive lineman. Defensive back, offensive lineman, linebacker, defensive line, t- offensive line. Like so, one glaring thing here that I think everybody's going to point out: there's no quarterback. Mm-hmm. You you had a shot there, obviously with Ewers. Um, you didn't have a quarterback. It's not like, it's not like you had one and then he decommitted. Um, quarterbacks usually first, so. Not having a quarterback, I kind of put at the feet of Wells and Cumbie. Not sure what happened there. Um, I think you can, you feel really confident in the guys you already have on campus. You've got Tyler Shuck, who very well could be back for 2022. Um, Donovan Smith played a lot of games, a lot of upside there. Really excited to see what he could do with Zach Kittley baron morton your highest rated quarterback recruit ever just waiting back there third string (laughs) like yeah you've got guys available on campus now that you can play so yeah i think when you say no you didn't get a quarterback this class you can also go back like well the the quarterback room is still going to be pretty stacked um and you've also got maverick McIver on campus i don't know for how much longer if that if he's going to end up transferring but knock on wood, you haven't had a need for four quarterbacks before.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, and this is, that's something that he mentioned as well. Just he acknowledged that and kind of felt like they were good. They were fine with the, with who they had. No one really pressed him on yours, but I'm sure that was just a, Oh my gosh, if this guy's interested, we've got to get him. Uh, and I think most everybody would have been behind him on that but he said yeah obviously for the 2023 class we will we will have a quarterback for that class we'll be purs- pursuing somebody then but he said he felt really comfortable with who he has now and speaking of that you know you mentioned shuck and or mcgiver i promise i'm trying to say it not with not like the uh the tv character but there still has been no transfer news has there yeah do you so think they I, were waiting for the dust to settle f- after signing day, or do you think they were waiting for the end of the bowl game or uh, I'm just shocked you know it's there's going to be some guys' transfer i would I would just be floored if that doesn't happen, and I almost wonder if some of them need to to make room for the new guys if he's got a few more guys he's trying to sign
1: so I think uh going into into today
2: yeah it it, it it's
1: still is this way. Uh, it was down to two schools that had nobody in, in the transfer port it was Georgia and Texas Tech. Georgia still doesn't have anybody. Wow, that is left. Um, and Texas Tech technically has one, but he he announced back in October, but also never played a down. And Kyron Cumby, the running back who transferred in from Illinois over the summer, um, whereas you see where you see guys like at Baylor, they had two guys transfer out. Um, Iowa State had a, a lot of guys recently go. I mean, dang, they had five guys announce they're transferring on the 13th. They had one on the 14th. Um, I don't have the – I mean, they have a bunch of guys in the portal now.
2: Well, I, I don't know what that means or what that entails, but – For this staff to be here that long and things to be this fluid and still holding on to these guys, I I hope that says something. Or maybe at the very least they've convinced them to play the bowl game. And then if you're going to transfer, put your name in then. I I just have no idea. You just know it's coming. And I'm not going to – we shouldn't be upset about it or anything. It's just part of it. It's the nature of it. It's just shocking that it hasn't
1: yeah because I mean you don't you don't see a lot of guys even waiting for for bowl games like Oklahoma um, has four five six seven eight eight guys transferring out some of them have already have already announced like Jaden Hazelwood uh, is going to Arkansas and Austin Stogner and Spencer Rattler both going to South Carolina um, but they've got four-star safety Jamal Morris, five-star receiver Theo East, Um, still waiting to announce a three-star offensive tackle. Um, you know, out there, like speaking. Of, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say like you just don't see people waiting around even for the ball game to be over with to announce or to go ahead and, and pack up and head out.
2: Right, and speaking of transfers. You know, the three transfers that Tech did grab, they um, got wide receiver Brady Boyd, who that was kind of speculated for a while that he was going to come here. His dad was on Joel McGuire's first staff as a high school coach, or his dad was his first offensive coordinator. Tyler Owens makes his way back to Texas, I believe. Dimitri Moore, who um, went to school at Vandy. Is transferring back and was the last class of Joey McGuire's at Cedar Hill. I didn't realize that, so they have a very good connection there. A linebacker coming in, so even of the three guys that he brought in his transfers, Owens is a safety, Moore's a linebacker, only Boyd is the is a wide receiver. But sticking to his word there, you know, bringing guys back to Texas that want. That have been elsewhere and want to come back, or you know, kind of something like that. Uh, I do think he also mentioned several of these guys will be the high school guys will be here in January. Um, I think I'm, I keep, I'm going to keep butchering his name: Joseph a Aded- Aded- dare. <laughs> I said Adadire
1: but Adedire. That's probably that incorrect because he's deaf Fritch Fitch or Fritch. The, the defensive line coach said he's he's from Nigeria, so me okay. me pronouncing Adidire is probably completely incorrect, but
2: it's better than me just stumbling over <laughs> syllables and not actually <laughs> saying anything. Uh, but Joseph Adidire, Landon Hullaby, and I think Ty Canna are all going to be here in January, and I think he mentioned one or at least one other guy uh, er, during the press conference. So that's good that some of these really you know, highly sought after guys are going to be here immediately and get to start working out with the team. Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, just and, and, and just looking around the rest of the conference, like their transfer portal lists are so extensive. West Virginia has one of the biggest lists out there, probably as much as uh, Iowa State. Uh, Texas has a big list of guys heading out. TCU, um, you know, if you want to go – poached some guys there. They had two guys announced today, a defensive lineman, a safety and a cornerback, uh, yesterday, uh, another defensive lineman from a couple of days ago and a safety. Zach Evans that tore you up announced that he's transferring out officially after all that kind of stuff. We <laughs> were looking at throughout the season. Uh, the Lubbock Estacado receiver that went to TCU TJ Steele, He announced he's transferring. Mm. Go, go grab him. Anyways, that's a lot about signing day. There's a lot, a lot to be excited about. And I would say, like, don't temper your your expectations or your excitement because it's only 40th. They're only seventh in the conference. Remember, McGuire did this in six weeks. This is a a, a sign of what he can do, and he did this almost single handedly. He and James Blanchard put this class together. Um, because until just a few days ago, you didn't have a complete coaching staff. Uh you got your defensive coordinator um last weekend and Tim DeRuder coming over from Oregon. We talked about uh you kind of failed in to, to DeRooter. But if you're failing into DeRooter, like <laughs> like he's up there in terms of like the defensive performances from their their teams this year. He's up there with Patrick Toney, who you wanted from Louisiana that ended up going to Florida. Um I mean, he wasn't up there with Knowles. Cause he was second in the conference, but you know what? He's leaving the big 12. So like, you don't get him. He's out of the big 12. Still kind of a win. <laughs> um, the other guy, Gillespie from Tulsa, Tulsa, not as good. Um, so you air quotes failed into Tim rooter, but dang, you got a good one there because of Miami. Just
2: gosh, what a weird bundle, weird series of events. Bungled, that was
1: <laughs> totally jacked up their coaching search. Many Diaz fired, ends up as a defensive coordinator up there for Penn State. Then Miami goes and gets Mario Cristobal from Oregon um, and just decimates that staff. And you get him. Like, this is a guy who was at A&M for a while and did really well. He went, to be on, a, he went on to be a head coach on the West Coast. Um, he had been connected as a possible defensive coordinator before. So really exciting there. And then he's also bringing defensive backs coach, Marcel Yates from Oregon. Um, So your defensive, your defensive staff uh, was finally put together, but that's where the majority of your commits came from, which is crazy because (laughs) like I said, you put this class together, but you did it without so many, like your position coaches weren't, weren't even on staff. Mm -mm. Your coordinator wasn't on staff like again imagine what this is going to be like what you can do now instead of selling the like hopes and the vision for the program like here's what we've done already here's what we're trying to do here's how you exactly fit into our plans um so you've got DeRuder as defensive coordinator bookbinder is going to move he was announced as the as a defensive backs coach he's going to move to linebackers um Marcel Yates will do Defensive backs, um, Fitch, Fritch, Fitch, Fitch. No R. Yeah. QB Hunter, defensive line coach. Yes. So.
2: And all of those were named in the last week. Like what?
1: Outside of Bookbinder.
2: Yeah, that's true. Book, but, but Bookbinder's his uh, role has even changed since he was announced. Which makes sense because we didn't have a defensive coordinator. Yeah, for sure. I guess um, McGuire just liked the cut of his jib and was like, right, we're going to we're gonna bring him on anyway. And, and just take a gamble that the coordinator is going to like him. And DeRuiter, maybe that was his decision. You know, why don't you go to linebackers? Because I really have somebody for secondary in mind.
1: It's a very uh, very Tim Tadlock approach. Like, if you can hit, we'll find a spot for you to stand. If you can coach, <laughs> yeah, we'll find much. a spot for you. Um, and then o- offensive staff, uh, obviously Zach Kitley's the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. Josh Cochran recently announced he's going to be the tight ends coach. So you don't get Riley Dodge. You don't get Jason Witten, Josh Cochran, um, Stephen Hamby, offensive line coach, Emmett Jones, passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach. And then DeAndre Smith, your running backs coach with Kenny Perry, your associate head coach and special teams coordinator.
2: Yeah. A couple of these guys were uh, a couple of these recruits brought in. Let's see. Who do you have? Oh, uh, Marion Horn. Mm-hmm. You know, he was pretty optimistic on him. He thought, you know, Coach Perry's probably going to like this guy because he may be returning punts as well. So maybe if we have a dy- dynamic punt returner, it could be a reason to not take the touchback, even though that's what we've been screaming to do for the last three years is take the touchback, back, please. Uh, but there's a couple of dynamic guys that I think could be a – valuable on the special teams in too so they're thinking of it in all phases of course um it was just just a breath of fresh air to just see how transparent they were in this whole process and how uh you know whether wells and staff were as interested in these kids you know privately or not we don't know but publicly they weren't You know, you weren't seeing the retweets. You weren't seeing the interaction on social media. You weren't seeing the videos. You weren't seeing this stuff that kids want to see. You know, 17 year olds want to be on the videos. They want to, to be celebrated. I mean, who wouldn't Yep. If, if you're good enough to go to a D1 school or, or a FCS or anywhere. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're good enough to play college somewhere and, you would want to have some sort of little spotlight shine on you no matter what it is. And this crew really understands that. And I think they're going to focus on that a lot more than, than the previous staff did, which will help. I think it will just pay off. Um, And it's just been, that's another reason why I've kept up with it is because it's been easier to keep up with. They're talking about it.
1: Yeah. It's so much more (laughs) out there. It's, It's available for you to see.
2: Yeah, it's not like Cloak and Dagger stuff where you're just, I don't know who we got. I don't know. (laughs) Someone tweeted some eyeballs or someone tweeted a wreckum, or whatever it was, and then you just had to to never like the kid's tweet or never retweeted the kid themselves. They just, anyway, McGuire's been all over that.
1: It feels like the previous staff needs some social media training, or just like completely that. hand it off, let someone else do it. But dang, night and day difference. Yeah. Um, so one, yeah, it, it's been one of the, the the most I've followed recruiting since I covered recruiting writing for Rivals uh, like 10, 11 years ago now. You know, being that guy that made all those phone calls like, oh, this one guy committed, but he didn't want to announce it yet. Or like, I know I've talked about it a lot, but so it was – I covered recruiting the class that Texas Tech signed. That was so good that had uh, DeAndre Washington and Kenny Williams and Jason Morrow, oh. Raven Clark. I I covered that class. I remember I called Leon Mackey, that defensive end. That that like freak of a defensive end that we had from the is JUCO guy. Um, just on a whim, just I was going through like targets basically. Answered my my call, all the kind of stuff. And basically gave me the the indication like, he was committing to Texas Tech, and I got really excited. I, I wrote the story, I sent it off to the editors. There, he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna hold this because it was a very hush hush thing at that time." <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> because they didn't want him getting out. Like, it didn't want it. It didn't want that name to get out that he had committed to Texas Tech. Um, and then there's also that big that big uh, weirdness when in Kenny Williams recruitment, uh, if you remember, he's a forced highly rated four star running back to Southeast Texas, um he stopped answering like recruiting services phone calls without any kind of warning or heads up or like it wasn't like, hey, I'm shutting down my recruiting. I'm I'm done. It was just like just immediately stopped, which let a lot of people just speculate. Oh sure. Well our our, our good friends down there in Southeast Texas out of calling station were like Kenny Williams is flipping to Texas AM, which stirred the pot. Dude <laughs> and I was like because I, I was like one of the last guys to talk to him, like the the, the staff there had encouraged me like, hey, you know, we're, we're always going to try, but with your relationship, you've talked to him so many times, go ahead and keep calling him. Um, I finally got a hold of him. It was after like a long weekend of like just nonstop stuff from Tex Ags and Billy Lucci and some other douchebag. I can't remember his name. <laughs> nonstop saying, uh, she's a walk to Texas a and I, I got a hold of him. I was like, hey, man, how's it going? Uh, blah, blah, blah. So just want to check, like, are you committed to Texas Tech? Are are you considering flipping to A&M? He's like, I have no idea where that came from. I'm not at all interested in Texas A&M. It's like, "Mm, suck it. (laughs) And obviously, he came to play for Texas Tech for a great career. But, yeah, man, like that class, like, I talked to DeAndre Washington several times. He was real great. Uh, Jason Morrow. The Morales twins were also in that class. Alfredo and Tony Morales on the offensive line.
2: Um, that was a Tuberville class, right?
1: It's like one of his first.
2: Gosh, he killed it, man. He killed it that yeah, first He was class. a really
1: good recruiter. like that He was could, fantastic. and put some guys together. And then it just much like Texas and a and just couldn't figure it out. Anyways. Oh. Long story short there. I mean, short story long. A lot of talk about recruiting. We're going to get um, to basketball in a second. Michael, do you have anything else to wrap up with football before we moved on?
2: No, I think I'm ready because it's time to talk about Spotify Green Room, Guys, you know what this is. It's the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Uh, We'll be hosting a room possibly this Saturday. We hadn't decided for sure. So um, I think win or lose after the end of the Gonzaga game. look for a Spotify Green Room notification. The way you need to do that is you need to download Spotify Green Room. It's a free app, iOS, Google Play, all that good stuff. Create a profile, link your Twitter if you want. You can follow me at Michael McDonald or be notified – or really, you need to follow Spencer, so follow at Spencer Rogers. You will be notified when we go live and we should go on go live. Three o'clock ish Saturday after the big game in Phoenix. And when we do, boys, come with your spiciest takes.
1: All right. We have a new sponsor this this season, this fall, and that's Symbol. Symbol is a stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge on Symbol. You can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the nearly 7,000 early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit symbol.com and use promo code SD, and your deposit will be risk free. That means even if you lose money, symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams.
2: Guys, I just turned on my ceiling fan with my uh, with the tape measure I had sitting by my desk, which reminds me Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Electric personalities that produce big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with my bookie. My bookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul and Woodley the second. And you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to a thousand dollars using promo code SportsDrink. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement for Paul Woodley II at my bookie as much as we'd love to see Jake Paul eat canvas. Brilliant. He's looked strong in previous matchups with Woodley taking this fight on short notice. All the odds are in Paul's favor back the problem child to win this rematch as he's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code sports drink head to my bookie today. Place your bets. Fill your pockets and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley II. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.
0: Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
2: All right, we killed the, We killed those ads, bro. Yeah, we did.
1: We literally killed it. Let's get to. Gosh. Let's get to some some round ball, man. Some hoops. I'm ready?
2: Let's Ish. do it. Here comes Stevenson. Spins.
0: Over in the line. Owens. Now the shot clock is at three, moving spins fires. Oh, he
1: got it to go.
0: Edwards with a three. Good.
1: What a shot, Carlin Edwards. Ready double in. All right, Texas Tech now 8-1 and one on the season, jumped up to number 25 in the latest AP poll going into the game against Arkansas State Tuesday night the 14th, where they came out victorious 75-62, and it really wasn't that close. There was a no. much bigger lead there going in t- towards the, the end of that game. It was up... 24 25 points I believe at one point or maybe even a larger lead I can't remember exactly. We were um we had the game on, we we're watching it, also working on some christmas treats. So
2: we're in the kitchen. Well, that's that's what you got to do this time of year. You got to multitask. Uh my wife and I got offered tickets to this game and got to go to a game for the first time in 2 years. It was fantastic. Rode the bus that somehow goes from the soccer complex through UMC to – I don't understand the route. I'll never understand it. It seems like the short route should be the route to the stadium and then the long route should be the one – anyway, I'll stop. So the game was great. The tickets, I – we were in the corner. Let's see. I guess the northwest corner of the stadium, which if you're watching on TV is the bottom left. And – I didn't know I'd really enjoy the corner that much, but I loved it because you There's, could see the entire court. Because w- when I first learned where the seats were, I thought, ah, I'm, you know, I'm not so sure about it, but they're free. I'm not going to care. And then I, and I got there and I know these these folks pretty well. They're huge fans. They actually went up to New York. Uh, you know, they they saw the Tennessee game just a couple weeks ago. They That's their second time they've seen them play in New York. I mean, they're season ticket holders for sure. And so I thought, well, I'm kind of interested. I'm surprised they have a seat over here, but it was great. I loved it. So if you get the chance to go s- see a tech game and sit in the corner, I I don't know. You can just see everything that the, every now and then the backboard would block you a little bit, but um, all that to say, I guess I should talk about the actual game. Yeah. I mean, like Spencer said, it was 45, 28 at half. I knew it was going to narrow down a little bit because they were showing the stats at the game and you know, Arkansas State shot awful the first half. You know, they were 40% from from the field, which isn't that bad, but they were 27% from three. And then on the counter to that, Tech shot fantastic. There's no way they could keep that up. You know, Tech was 65% from the field, 43% from three. Um, you know, both things that you kind of figure would happen happened. happened. Uh, Arkansas State was able to hit more shots in the second half. Tech cooled off a little bit. Also, Shannon went out, Mm -hmm. kind had some back spasm issues. That hurts your offense a little bit. But, you know, aside from – I don't want to sound like it's just boring to see Kevin McCuller score 21 points because it was awesome. It was awesome to see him do that. But I'm super excited to talk about Adonis Arms. This is by far his best game that he's had as a Red Raider. He brought the ball down a lot. Um, you know, he had three turnovers, but for him to basically kind of be thrust into the point guard role, uh I'm sure unexpectedly, he he was fantastic. He was five for six from the field, he hit two out of three threes, he hit all his free throws, he was perfect three for three, uh played twenty-six minutes, fifteen points, two steals, two assists. I mean, he he just notched everything. Um no, that was really fun to watch him play.
1: Yeah, so Texas Tech had uh largest lead was 24 points about 12 minutes to go in the game. Um yeah, you I it did sound like Shannon should be okay that the back spasms should be, you know, uh not a lingering issue. He had two points in 16 minutes obviously like when he was on the floor he just was not very effective. Uh, he, it was his back was bothering him so much one or two from the field. Oh, you know, he only shot one three didn't take any free throws uh, had one rebound, two assists, two turnovers. So like he was on the floor for, you know, a good third of the game, but really wasn't able to do much. Um, Banner 23 minutes and two two points again, like and I, I saw that one shot he made. It was like a just a a jump shot off like the free throw line extended. Um, Mm -hmm. His, his performance has just been so streaky. Like he came in really, really hot. It's really cooled off. Um, Davion Warren last night though, like he he only had 11 points, but it seemed like every time I looked up, they were showing another highlight, another replay of something he did. Um, He he took a lot of shots, low, low percentage shots, or sorry, low shooting percentage, uh, 414, 0 of 4 from 3. Um, But, man, like, it just just seemed like the effort was there. He was all over the court.
2: Yeah. Uh, One thing I appreciated about him was uh, he had – he, he completely got blocked on this dunk. That would have been awesome. I think it was him. I'm pretty sure it was him. And he was driving in. And I really felt for him because it was all ball. They didn't call anything. And the, he landed on the ground really hard. <laughs> and uh, the defender waved, did a matumbo finger wave at him and stuff. But, I mean, the dude kept playing. He he played great all night. That That's one of the things I really like about him is is how much effort he puts in on the defensive end. Um, but yeah, I mean, 11 points that may be the most he's scored at tech. Uh, Bryson Williams, another good game, but you know, it's, it's kind of tough to see it against less competition. We haven't seen him have a great game against the providences and the Tennessee's of the world. So kind of still hoping for that to happen. Uh, Fun to see Santos Silva and Bacho out there together. Uh, even KJ Allen got out there some. I, I did find it interesting and, and kind of hopeful that um, Adams, <clears throat> it seemed like those first several games, he played those starters a lot and he played them late, but he went to the bench early and often and just kept trying different even even as Arkansas State kept fighting back and cutting the lead and cutting the lead, you know, he'd have K.J. Allen and Nadolny out there and, and Agbo and, you know, all in the same rotation. He was just trying all this different stuff. 10 minutes left, 15 minutes left in the game. He wasn't doing that earlier this year. So I think he's getting more confident with his guys and knows that he can rotate them in more than he thought he could originally. And there could be something to the fact of just, Hey, Gonzaga is playing <laughs> Gonzaga is coming up. Let's, uh, try to limit the minutes of some of the guys that are probably going to get, you know, a ton of time aside from McCullough, No one played over 30 minutes. Um, the other night, everyone was, let's see, uh, arms and Davion Warren were tied for 26. McCuller had 32. So he was really rotating guys in a lot. Um, I'd like to see some more Sardar Calhoun. I'm not sure why he's not getting out there as much. But uh, speaking of not getting out there, we have an injury report with Malik Wilson. He did have a knee injury, and it looks like it will require some sort of scope surgery, but they're still kind of holding off to see exactly what to do. So he's down for several weeks, possibly the rest of the year. But like you mentioned, at least Shannon, hopefully he'll be back. And, you know, this – it was one of those wins that you just knew was going to – it was going to happen. Uh, and now I can't – so what are they? The Red Wolves, Arkansas State? Yep. It's a really cool name, but their logo – I can't get it out of my head. It kind of looks like a red crying emoji. Yeah.
1: With the, the the white stripes coming off the corner of the eyes, it yeah, looks like the – the
2: white stripes because these – I'm sure that logo was done well before emojis really got that popular, but it's still just – if you just glance at it, I just think red crying emoji. Cool, ma- cool mascot though. Sorry for the yell. Yeah. Well,
1: th- so when I was watching the game, they like, they were talking about uh, the beginning. <clears throat> they talked about Desi Still's, who I remember when Texas Tech played Arkansas. Like he he was a big part of that team. He transferred in from Arkansas. Um, did not have a good night in the USA. Uh, he was thirty-two minutes, three points. Four fouls, four turnovers. So he was 0 for 6 from the field, 0 from 4 from 3. His three points came on 3 of 5 from the free throw line. Yikes. So anyways, coming up next is a big one in Gonzaga. They have... uh, they've had some weird scheduling issues where they haven't played in like a week and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're, they're eight and two still uh, losses to five, six Duke and number 16, Alabama. Uh, their game this week against Washington was canceled. Washington's been playing or has not been playing for quite a while. They've been battling COVID. Um, So they've been off. You you gotta hear the notes. Nine days after beating Merrimack by the time this game comes around.
2: Yeah, uh, they basically had an exhibition game <laughs> against Merrimack on what was that, December ninth? Yeah. And you know, won eighty to fifty five. Prior to that, they lost to Alabama eighty two ninety one on the fourth. So since you know, from the fourth and the ninth, and then the eighteenth. So they will have had a nice little nine-day rest between uh, that game against the old Civil War ship, Merrimack.
1: Um, so if you look at Haslametrics, uh Gonzaga is is projected as as a favorite here by six or seven points, depending how you went around that seventy-six point ninety to Texas Tech's 70.56 as a neutral site game. uh, I'd love this game to be close, Um, especially against a a talented and historically relevant and competitive basketball team as as, as Gonzaga is. That that, that doesn't give them enough credit um, just because of how good they've been. Um, But, I mean, they have the number one player Signed with them, Chet Holmgren. Uh, he's, he's been just absolutely tearing it up for them. They, though, uh, in terms of Hazelmetrics, have slipped down. They're number 12 in the country. Uh, Tennessee has vaulted up to 11th. So you see that. You feel pretty good about that. You like that. Um, Providence was up there pretty high just recently. Where are they now? They've... Tumbled. They're down to 48th. Never mind. Texas Tech, though, at 41. They they took a big hit this week. Um,
2: yeah, and, I'm not sure why that was. I mean, it seemed like both of the metrics really dinged Tech on offense, but then they they went down on offense in both metrics and then up in defense in both.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure, because it's not like this offense has been bad. I, I, I guess when you see um, just some of the late-game substitutions and the lineup changes and tinkering that Mark Adams has done um, that, you know, you're falling a little bit short of your projected offensive outputs. But Hazelmetrics has you 41st overall. It's a 15-spot drop from last week. Uh, offense dropped down to 56th, which is 35 spots lower than last yeah. week. Yeah, defense it flew down. <laughs> defense did jump up nine spots to 25th. Uh, and then over with Ken Pom from Ken Pomeroy, uh, you moved up one spot to 18th overall. However, your offense dropped 12 spots to 35th. Your defense jumped 11 spots to 7th.
2: It's, it's fun to live in a, in a world where you mentioned that Gonzaga just kind of has a history. It's fun to live in a world where we have a history with Gonzaga. Meaningful basketball a mere three years ago. That was and, such a fun game. Oh, it was great. And I just really you – know, I can't believe that Haslametrics has this being a basically 77-71 game. I, how are either of these teams going to score that many? I feel like if someone scores 70, the other team will score like 59 or something. I mean, I, I just don't know how they're going to be – Scoring that much, but I looked up something. Um, you know, of course, there's Drew Timmy. Uh, <laughs> there's a, there, he's he's somebody to watch out for, but you know, Chet Holmgren, he's such an interesting dude to watch play. I just looked up some stats while you were uh talking about something previously, and I, I scrolled over to the right. The dude has 39 blocks. I thought well, that can't be right this season. Already? This season, he has 39 blocks, and I thought, well, that's got to be pretty up there. Yeah, that's third in the country. He's averaging 3.9 blocks per game. He's behind a guy from Western Kentucky and a guy from Marshall, who both somehow have 50-plus oh, blocks. Don't dive yeah, on Chad those Holmgren guys. Yeah, has, Chet Holmgren has 39 blocks so far this year. So he will, um, he will swatch your stuff.
1: Well, you'd like uh, expect
2: so at at, at that size. So yeah, he'll swat your stuff. He'll blow by you. Let's see what what's he averaging? Thirteen and a half points per game. That seems low. Yeah, but for a true freshman.
1: Yeah, but like a seven seven footer, like legit seven footer.
2: Well, he's basically he's basically Kevin Durant if Kevin Durant admitted he was seven feet. Is that kind of what is that kind of what we're looking at here? A possible Kevin Durant? I don't,
1: I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know just yet. Uh, anyway, so big, exciting game matchup this weekend. Gonzaga. Um, I, I've told this story many times, but when we were playing them, I was actually at my cousin's wedding. I had the phone set up on the table, and I, I took a picture for Instagram like the daddy daughter dance was happening in the background. <laughs> I got the phone on the table.
2: Priorities, man. I said,
1: well, because that cousin.
2: A, was it your as, daughter?
1: Is a Texas Tech graduate, <laughs> so he he was he was excited, but he was obviously uh, tuned in somewhere else. His attention was elsewhere, but fair, fair that enough. It was, was a good day. It was good, good fun. Um, and then he went on, and I I can't remember which order it was whether it was Michigan then Michigan State or Michigan State then Michigan, but absolutely trounced those two teams. Uh, with your defense, I mean, my goodness, it was like. I think it was very close to having two teams have less than twenty points going into halftime uh, in the Michigan game.
2: Yes, I'm I'm fairly certain that's accurate. And then you it, was, had, it was it was it was kind of like Tennessee. Yeah, it was it was ugly, but it Except was like it was it was a it was a better looking ugly, if that makes any sense. That Tennessee game was just so ugly.
1: <laughs> it was exciting because it was like it meant so much. Whereas as Tennessee, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Somebody do something. <laughs> Whereas, like every time he went down, like any mission, was like, "Oh man!" But then, like oh, that's you, it. You held on <laughs> we defense. Like, out. Yes, we're back in it. Like it was like a huge swing every possession. Where Tennessee was like, "Oh my gosh,
2: <laughs> we're gonna shoot a free throw!" Great.
1: All right. Um, so excited about that. Again, you'll you'll hear. Uh us not talk about Gonzaga on the radio show. You'll hear us getting ready for that. Uh, and we will have a, a post game instant reaction over on green room. we got to get back to get doing some episodes there for you. And then um, next week, I don't want to get too much into it, like wrapping up the show, but next week we'll obviously have the, the bowl game preview. We'll actually get into that matchup, do some research, see who's going to be coaching for Texas tech.
2: I'm still not sure. Yeah, I'm not quite sure either. I mean, I I, I think Kitley's still going to coach for WKU. Is that right? Yeah, but
1: he will be done by then. Because I think, legit, I think they're, they're the first bowl game.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're totally right. But it's not like they he will, can come over, you know, from he will Friday. Be coaching, yeah, he'll coach it Saturday. You're right.
1: Yeah, Saturday the 18th at 10 a.m., Western Kentucky App State. That's the bowl game. The Boca Raton. Boca Ratten. Anyways, with all that, let's, uh, let's get to your questions and then what we learned and wrap this thing up.
0: Now, are these really the questions that I was called here to answer?
1: Who's in the box? Uh, what's in the box? I'm Ron Burgundy? Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't
0: handle the truth.
1: Okay. So, Michael sent out spicy questions tweet. Did you get everything you wanted as a Texas Tech fan this National Signing Day? Let us know your thoughts before we hit record. Also taking your favorite water burger orders, having way too much fun with the app. Grilled jalapeños plus jalapeño ranch. Chef's kiss. You uh, you doubled up on the jalapenos there. So yeah. one thing, um, this is the first Christmas that we've been not at my mom's house, who typically handles stockings <laughs> and playing that role. Yes. So we've just been like, uh, what do we do? Um, so – one of the things that's smart that like and we haven't been hiding it from each other like she's like hey i want to get you a new um case for your airpods and we're going through it um i was like you know it'd be really cool since some, some like a Whataburger branded or themed airpods case cuz they they have them for like mcdonald's and they have got coke and dr pepper <laughs> they had mr pepper <laughs> i was like no no, no i prefer my the soda that? <laughs> it was from wish <laughs> and I was like, I prefer my soda to be educated. Um, but if you saw my tweet today talking about like I have gift ideas for water I was like, if if you could if you could get the dimensions of a AirPods case, like the rubberized silicone plastic, whatever, I was like, you could do so many different things burger themed. You could do like a table tent, you could do yes. a cup, a burger, uh, spicy or fancy ketchup,
2: the little French uh, French fry box, a cup
1: of French fries. Like. Like I, I'm not typically like an idea, man. But I was like I'm blowing you out of the water here, Waterburger. Like this should be like on your list, and maybe they, maybe I'm sure they've already considered it. But I was like, man, like I would be all over that. Their store is phenomenal, by the way. Their online store, but
2: just yeah, I was showing you this is my Christmas gift from last year.
1: It has a Waterburger uh, branded. Is it a yeti
2: yeah it's a it's, yeah, it's a, a waterburger yeti and then my wife also got me some waterburger pens nice that i use at work get a lot of cool reactions cuz they're all ketchup themed so there's a <laughs> like a yellow mustard one a black spicy ketchup and a red, red fancy ketchup regular ketchup but they all write in blue which is interesting and then the other thing she got me was a t-shirt it has two people on it. And my daughter's so sweet. Every time she's I, I wear that t-shirt, she points at the people on t-shirt. It's like, is that you? Is that you and mommy? <laughs> I'm like, sure, sure, sure it is. is.
1: Yep, absolutely.
2: We're walking into Whataburger. Um uh, so yeah, I sent out that, that tweet and in the true twenty-three personal fashion, I love it. We had one respond to the National Signing Day question, and then a lot of re- people respond to the Whataburger question.
1: All right. So let, let, let's let's do the one National Signing Day response from Kyle Lang. Uh, he said, we'd like to have got, would have liked to get Major Everhart, who is the Amarillo Tascosa athlete slash running back that went supposedly. story was he was prepared to commit and signed to Texas Tech this morning, went to bed, woke up with a change of heart, sent in his stuff to TCU. Which is where, like, in that kind of momentum swing, like, you get on, on the phone with the head coach, like, hey, coach, I'm, I'm coming to TCU, and that video that we saw from Sonny Dykes this morning when he talked about shooting off fireworks in the stadium.
2: Fireworks. It was so lame and this fake. Is, this this and, is my fireworks dance. I do it when there's fireworks. That'll be a very, very niche reference for those of you who get that. See, I don't get it, but Sarah and Duck. I don't get that either.
1: <laughs> Anyways, Michael's over there turning off his fan with his uh, tape measure again. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I mean, I knew that Texas Tech had a shot with him. I didn't realize how close it was that that he was essentially coming to Texas Tech and then change his mind the last minute, or to change his mind to stick with his commitment, but. That would have been cool. Today's flips, going back to what Kyle said, today's flips and signings were more exciting than any of the class in at least 10 ish years I'm right there with you, man. Cause you had uh, Lando Hullaby love that. He calls himself Lando, um, Joseph Adedire, uh, Seth Martin wasn't a flip, but he was an uncommitted guy there in the Fort worth area that he announced today. Um, Joseph McAlpine, was a, a a commit announced this morning? Defensive lineman from from Alabama. Um, hey, speaking of, did you watch the Trayvon
2: tape? Trayvon McAlpine? I think
1: Trayvon. What did I say? Joseph. Joseph. Oh, okay. well, I'm sorry. Trayvon. You're good. Did you see the the video for Tavares Elston, the linebacker from Alabama?
2: I haven't watched any of that yet. I it want is to though. Violent. Because I've yeah, and that was exactly <laughs> what McGuire said. I was just like, for him to say that. He is one of the most violent linebackers I've ever seen at the high school level. I thought, well, I got to check this guy out. And so I was trying to do all this stuff, all this other stuff to kind of get a better grasp of it before we recorded. But that was the one thing I didn't do. I've got to go watch him
1: Watch some tape. It's good stuff, man. It is. Uh, I I can't remember if it was Rob or Kyle set the over under for targeting ejections at four and a half. No, it was Kyle because Rob took the over. Yeah, he's a, he's a violent individual. I I said to get the man a neck roll, like the old school, like fullbacks and middle linebackers were rare under oh, yeah. under their jersey. I I think he does play with that board behind his his neck, which is also pretty uh like intimidating. I don't know how much it does for it, the player, but when you see a guy wearing like with a neck roll or with that board, you're like, this dude hits. <laughs> he's ready. Um. It's- all right, and then Kyle goes on to say, as far as Whataburger I don't typically do anything to customize because I'm boring when it comes to burgers. Well that's unfortunate because of all the things we talked about a couple episodes back about just everything you can do from their app. So Michael Yeah,
2: this is this is totally your fault, Spencer, because You're welcome. you 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 opened that door. I already had the app. I knew you had it, and then you told me about all the other the cool things you could do. And so I've been experimenting. And a lot of you have been experimenting too, which is great, and I am totally going to bookmark some of these. Alan Corbin was the first to respond. He said he goes with the Hatch Green Chili Burger with creamy pepper sauce and a Dr. Pepper shake. Now, I've experimented with the creamy pepper sauce. Which is normally on the patty melt. Yes. I got that on a Whataburger Junior once with grilled onions and really dug it. But then I've still never gotten a Dr. Pepper shake. But the creamy pepper sauce and the green chili burger would be great. Okay. So let me just say, like, I've – I hate to
1: say this. My shakes experience with Dr. Pepper have been – sorry, with Whataburger have been disappointing. <sighs> the chocolate shake has come
2: out. They had that chocolate mint one for a while. Yeah. But it still like, might.
1: When you look at a chocolate shake, there there's a certain color expectation you have in your mind. That's not what you're going to get from water. But you open this thing up. It's like, did I get a vanilla shake on accident? Uh, Dr. Pepper shake. I haven't, I was like, I was really excited about it because obviously I, I, I breathe and drink Dr. Pepper. Like it's going out of style. Um, was not impressed. Mm. I'm also not a big fan of the hatch green
2: Chilies, So sorry, Alan. Um, yeah, I knew I knew you would ding him on that one.
1: But, you know, so I, I found it this week at one of the locations, uh, the one on 50th and Utica in town. They don't all like for whatever reason, not all of them carry buffalo sauce. And if they do, it's not always available. Because my favorite thing they do there, and it's an all time favorite or, or, or one of their lemon time offers is the Buffalo ranch chicken strip sandwich. So when it's not available, I will I will in the app load up their honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich which is always available. I will remove the barbecue sauce and then scroll down and see if they have the Buffalo sauce available. Sometimes it's buried into like the condiments so like not a sauce you can put on the sandwich, but like when you're going through and like you're, you get down to your fries or onion rings, or whatever, and it says, "Do you want know, ketchup?" Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's down there. So what's, what's where I found it this time? So I had to go back. So I got the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich, removed the barbecue, added ranch, got fries, with a side of buffalo sauce. And I, when I got to when I got home, opened the sandwich up, put the buffalo sauce on put it back together and had a buffalo ranch chicken strip sandwich that's not on the menu right now
2: basically you're basically black market water burger over there
1: yeah uh the, the dark web the other one that i really really like that it doesn't seem to come back as often except in mesquite when i was, when I was home a few weeks ago it seems like it's always on the menu there is there a sweet and spicy bacon burger yes I'm a big fan of that one
2: i really my favorite all-time favorite uh, it used to be the A one hit thick and hearty, well, but then the one. but then the the green chili double has surpassed it, and I will absolutely get it with that pepper sauce. That sounds really good. Uh, today, that's what sparked this. Was I had water burger today because of course I keep nice. trying this menu, and I keep if you're going between now and in New Year's, you get extra visits.
1: <laughs> Did you see? Uh, yes, between now and New Year's, extra visits. But also, I think I've been. It may have closed today. Between the first and the fifteenth, if you ordered on the app, you got entered in to win a a customized Xbox One.
2: Yes, that with looks like, like a, a, a spicy, spicy ketchup. ketchup. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, "Yes, sir." <laughs> yeah, I'm entered in that. Um, so, okay, hey. so
1: go back to Alan for a second. I, I, I am, I am considering trying the Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger with creamy pepper sauce. Just, just throw that out there.
2: You should totally do it.
1: Michael, you're going to tell us about your order from today.
2: From today, I did the the good old – I think it's the number three, which is the bacon? jalapeno cheese. I think it's a four. Yeah. You're right. The right, it's three a four. is, the, is the, the triple patty. The triple. No, not the three. Yeah, the four, and I got them to grill the jalapenos. Which is always good. I took off the pickles because I kind of have a thing with pickles and jalapenos being on the same – I feel like I've got to choose one or the other. Okay. So, no pickles, grilled jalapenos, grilled onions, no regular onions. And then light mustard, light mayo. Okay? Cuz I do like mustard and mayo together, but mm-hmm. you can say light yeah. on the app. And it was it was perfect. It was one of my I mean, cuz it's kind of boring as far as si- uh, the the sauces. I didn't do anything crazy on the sauces, but I do like mustard and mayo. I like them together. Why not? So I gave it a shot. Um, Jason, see, people, people they're knocking their own orders. The, you're, you're good. No. There's no, nothing like, boring about what he's about. He, okay, so Jason said, just a boring number two with cheese. Which is the double Only, meat. That's the double. There's nothing boring about a double Whataburger. With mustard Only and pickles. Only mustard and pickles. Yeah. what a size with a Dr. Pepper. Beautiful. There you
1: go. Brandon gets a – he says either a mushroom Swiss burger – so I'm I'm not a big fan of mushrooms, so I I haven't done that one – with green chilies or – So, yeah, he gets a mushroom Swiss burger with green chilies
2: or the – Honey butter chicken biscuit. Okay. That's
1: that's what I thought it was. He put HBCB, honey butter chicken biscuit with a jalapeno cheddar biscuit and add an egg. So – I do like to get their their breakfast biscuits and substitute out the jalapeno cheddar biscuit. I've never done the honey butter chicken biscuit with a jalapeno cheddar biscuit that's that's an elite level substitution there oh yeah well and-, and then adds an egg too like that's egg chicken strip, and the honey butter on a jalapeno cheddar biscuit that's that's something else, man.
2: Uh, Patrick Kahn had a good one, too. He, he goes for the patty melt with grilled yes. jalapenos. Fries with gravy mm-hmm. and a sweet tea. I love fries and gravy because I grew up in Merkle, Texas <laughs> and ate a Dairy Queen as often as I could. And so, um, you know, or even our barbecue place, they had like chicken tender baskets and they served them with fries and gravy. Everyone served their baskets with fries and gravy so that is a thing i love and i've never thought to actually because i forget they have that they have chicken and stuff there and i could get that delicious thing i haven't had in forever cody shannon says unfortunately he didn't get everything he wanted for national signing day i'm gonna go back
1: what i'm (laughs) so sorry just talking about gravy though hold on
2: okay Um, let's talk gravy if gravy talk
1: if i can ever get samantha and grayson on board like and say like we're going to Whataburger and like, they're like, yeah, that, that sounds fine. I'll, I'll get that too. Cause we've, we've been weird lately. We're like, if we're going out to pick something up, we're going out and just getting whatever the heck we want. So sometimes that means we're going to three restaurants. <laughs> um, and it, it is, it's a full hour excursion to go pick up dinner. Cause it's like, okay, oh well gosh. I'm going to Whataburger. The boys are going and getting their stuff from Chick-fil-A. Samantha's going to get something from roses or Taco Villa. Um, sometimes, Especially when we're on, on road trips and we we pick up in Clyde,
2: yeah, exit th- right off I uh, twenty,
1: exit three hundred Cherry Lane. There's yep. a Waterburger there, and a Sonic, and a Sonic and a, and a McDonald's and a a Subway and a Chicken Express. We've never done any of those except for Sonic and Waterburger. Anyways, Samantha will typically get the Chicken Strip Basket and get an extra thing of gravy. So she likes the, the chicken and the gravy and the fries in the gravy. Mm-hmm. I've I Grayson gets the chicken strips. I will get the gravy for him and then he doesn't like the gravy so I'll take the gravy. Um I've not added gravy as a side just on my regular order though, Patrick. That's a that's a it's a great move there. Um cuz I'm I'm like you, grew up fries and gravy. It's a big deal. Oh yeah. I'd love it. Sorry. It's- that was a long story. I also like fries and gravy and that's how we
2: usually do it. So who eats first? Like, does, is someone eating cold food in this scenario? Almost always.
1: <laughs> Almost all of our food is cold.
2: By the time it's we a get flawed home. system, Spitzer. I have to admit, no, I, there's, I, there's ways to improve this. I don't know what they are, but there's ways to improve it. So Maybe you swap drivers.
1: Usually, um, if the boys are in the car, I, I can go ahead and give Grayson his meal, and he can just eat whenever he wants. He, his his new new normal, because it used to be Nuggets at McDonald's. I couldn't stand it. I was like, dude, McDonald's. Now it's, a, it's the adult regular menu. Sorry, that, that, that sounds like it's going to be the <laughs> wrong kind of story here. The regular chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, no pickles, fries, and a Dr. Pepper. Nice. And he'll eat, he'll eat all of the fries except for the ones that have the skin on them it's like great give those to me
2: if he's like my kid i don't know what her deal is but she's once it's room temp that's about when she's like okay this is this is the temperature i like that's weird <laughs> like are you serious um, so gross <laughs> and and i
1: i fully understand like we'll we'll get some some hate and some some judgment here we will also pick up like if we're doing that we'll also get the one year old something and he'll get the kids meal and get the the grilled nuggets Mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll, we'll cut those up. Um, we've done apple slices before. He doesn't always finish those. And what he does finish, though, is the mac and cheese. Oh, hey. Good and for and for a while, be- because like it was a legitimate concern, he was not putting on weight. We're like, honestly, don't care about giving him the healthiest food right now. He, he's, he's, he's bucked that trend. He, he's gaining weight like a champ right now, which is fine. Like, hey, <laughs> like, me too. The way he's this supposed to. This is the season. Um, anyways, so sorry. Let's get back to Cody Shannon's. <laughs> he okay. said, didn't get everything. Um,
2: didn't get everything he wanted for National Signing Day.
1: Because the green chili double add bacon sub in Texas
2: toast hasn't made it to my side of the state. So he's talking green chili double. He likes to add bacon, and he likes to put it on Texas toast instead. That's interesting. I've yet to see someone try green chili double with the toast, but this is an option you can do in the app.
1: You can also sub out for a brioche bun. It's a smaller bun. but.
2: <sighs> Gage Gregory. Gage goes for the mushroom Swiss burger, or if they ever bring it back again, the Monterey melt, either one with a Dr. Pepper shake. So we have another, another uh, tip going for the Dr. Pepper shake. My wife loved the Monterey melt as well. And was that the one
1: with the like the fajita veggies?
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah, fajita veggies and then Swiss cheese or something. It's I don't know if it was Swiss, it was some sort of white cheese. Delicious.
1: Matt Uh, Curio, Whataburger, no cheese, add
2: grown jalapenos. He got us back there. I I'm good with it. I, I mean I do like cheese, but I don't feel like I have to have cheese. I think a lot of times i I mean, I get cheese more than I don't. But I probably man. get too much cheese.
1: I, I've I've been turned onto this by my younger niece. She'd get a double cheeseburger from like Sonic and get three slices of cheese. She wanted like just surrounding the meat. So bottom, like cheese, patty, cheese, patty, cheese. It's beautiful. So sometimes I'll get three slices of cheese. I've not intentionally ever ordered the triple meat. I'd got it by accident once. They just brought it to me. I was like well, that's something. It was a
2: task to put that away. I'm gonna go lay down. Just thinking about it.
1: So, okay, I, I already told you. Most, mostly, I, I, I try to see if I can get the the Buffalo Chicken Strip Ranch, whatever. I just butchered that name. If I'm just feeling a burger, I'll get the number two, no onions. I do like that you can grill the onions. They don't grill it long enough. It's still got the there's enough raw onion taste that even the grilled onions I don't go for them. I will sometimes add grilled jalapenos, sometimes add bacon. Always mustard, sometimes mustard and mayo. There was a time I was getting a lot of onion rings. If I got the onion rings, I get like the side of jalapeno ranch. Mm. But usually it's just fries and spicy ketchup.
2: We've got a late entry. I think this is the last one from Rob. Not, not Rob Bro, but Rob LeMaster. Double water burger with cheese and jalapenos. Add onion rings. So he's a fan of the onion rings oh, too. Oh yeah. So, well, I like there's a lot of there's a lot of green chili and or jalapeños from our fellow Texas brethren and and sistrin. Sistrin? Sisters. Sis sisterth?
1: <laughs> Hearth. <laughs>
2: that's it that's it for questions
1: (laughs) yeah so i also appreciate just the variety too it wasn't like we always get like the number one or the number two or the junior like we get this and we have it subbed this specific
2: way because you can do that on the app even the ones that thought theirs was boring is like no they still had something specific about it that they that they like on it good lord that was like a 20 minute ad for for whataburger just like you like it yeah
1: all right let's start this up with and get to what we learned what did we learn palmer I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right, Michael, we'll start with you.
2: What did you learn? Uh, My beautiful, gorgeous daughter turns five. Had a birthday party this month. Yep. And so we had the birthday party this past Saturday. And she got to pick out what she wanted at the party. She wanted a chocolate cake, chocolate everything, she wanted unicorns at the party. So there were unicorns and she wanted to hunt Easter eggs. Wow. Yeah. So, and let me tell you, it was a hit. Everyone had a blast. It was 55 degrees outside. The sun was going down, but we had a bunch of (laughs) three to five and six year olds out there hunting Easter eggs in December. And it was just dynamite. It was as fun as you'd think they were, um, fortunately my wife did most of the egg hiding and she hid them pretty much in the open so that the kids weren't out there too long, but it was a lot of fun cause we packed them with Starburst and a bunch of little knickknack toys and uh, you know, everyone had a kinder egg and so yeah. Oh, nice. Um, a very interesting birthday party that I feel like only, only my child could have thought up and everyone had a great time including the parents. So, Good job her. Oh, had Dion's pizza because that is her favorite pizza.
1: So we're doing Dion's pizza for uh, one of our, I think it'll be for our Christmas Eve dinner with the family.
2: Oh, good choice.
1: Because here's the thing. We're getting together. We're doing like, um, it's not a white elephant. Uh, uh, That term was misused and everybody like latched on. Was like, oh, no, it's not white elephant. But it's like a small, small gift. Everybody brings it. We're going to read a certain Christmas story. Mm-hmm. It's probably one night before Christmas. Yeah. And then you pass it depending on a certain word that gets read. That night, um, we're all getting together with family. We're going to do pizza. And then Christmas Day, we're all getting together. And I think we're going to do something a little more fancy. I think more like the, the traditional like Christmas meal, or like, like the Thanksgiving meal minus the turkey. It'll be ham. Christmas goose? Not a goose. <laughs> You're gosh. not getting a goose? No, although they are all over the place. We're definitely <laughs> in the migration path. Just go run outside and grab one, really, at this point. Um, and then we're also getting together Sunday night. over our normal Sunday night dinner. Uh, but it's also one of our, Samantha's younger brother, his wife's birthday dinner. So that's the only reason why we're getting together three times, three nights in a row. Otherwise, okay. you're going to be like, we're just going to pass on one of them. But, yeah, we're doing Dion's pizza coming up Michael, dude, Christmas is next week.
2: I know i, I was talking to my wife today it's about freaking the crazy. shopping I still need to do so
1: i okay, so I, probably I Sunday. I've got three things I learned one, I am to be I am just as bad as a boomer at ordering something and then realizing it's coming from China. It's like, oh my gosh, it's never gonna get here. <laughs> I did that twice. And these were like impulsive buys like, oh, I think that'd be a really cool thing for Samantha. One of them I bought almost exactly a month ago. Still not here. One of them I bought a few weeks ago. Again, not thinking it was going to be coming from China. And I got the shipping notification in Chinese. Like son of a bitch. <laughs> and I told Samantha, this is like, well, maybe, maybe it'll just be, it'll be here in time for birthday. Cause she's got a birthday in uh late February. I was like, yeah, I guess. Which means I have to go back to the drawing board uh, on shopping for her. Um, So, two things I learned. One, we are tentatively sticking our toes into the housing market.
2: Oh, may hello. Lo-
1: Maybe looking to, to upsize and move. Probably going to remain within our neighborhood down here in South Lubbock, but get to a bigger house. Um. Had a really interesting conversation with the realtor. He's like, dude, like, honestly, as long as your house is clean, it'll sell in like a week. (laughs) I was like, that's good to know. But he's like, I mean, if there are things you want to get done, like, don't put that off. Like, if you want to, you know, if you need to fix something or patch a hole or whatever, you like, he's also like, unless it's like completely broken, don't really worry about spending too much money to fix it or replace it. Well, that's good to know. Now we do have a hole in our our carpet in the living room, so I, I probably yeah, you might need, want to take care of that. Well, I, and it's, it's also like the worst traffic trafficked carpet. So we may be replacing the flooring in the living room.
2: Strategically place some newspaper. <laughs> just just cover there.
1: it. No, I just cover it with, with a piece of furniture. They'll never move the furniture. See, there's a hole there. <sighs> Gosh, it's I mean, brilliant. Be a douchebag like that, but no. Um, so there's that. Trying to figure out the the like juggling because last time we did this, we didn't have to sell a house at the same time. Like, it's a lot easier though because the timeline is set. If we build with our builder now, it's like okay, your home will be ready on August twenty second. And good, I have a really firm date. Whereas if I was selling it and then moving into just a house that's already on the market our experience last time, like legit because of the price range and it's going to, it's the same price range. Now it just shifted up quite a bit because of the market. Um, Houses would have offers on it before anybody went to go see it. They were just like, it was crazy. They just need to get in on a house. Um, Like we would be the first viewing on a house and there'd be two or three offers. Like this is stupid. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's insane how it's, but
1: we're going to be on the backside of that.
2: With Good. also building,
1: um, possibly. We're, 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 we're still trying to feel that and make sure that's the right move for us. Also, the other thing I learned, we may be starting a podcast at work. <laughs> and oh, my it, gosh. And it's not my podcast. Like our CEO, our local CEO, so he's the CEO of the Medical Center Hospital. Uh, is He's mentioned to my boss, he's interested in starting a podcast. And he's like, I got somebody great for you to talk to and she passed along my name and was like I would love to do it so I'm actually having a meeting with them tomorrow it's he and then the uh, chief nursing officer um, so they may be hosting a podcast and I may be producing it but it's like also means I get to on somebody else's budget buy the newest and latest and greatest test it out see test what it, it works out, s- see if it's something that we want to do it was like actually you know that, that $600 <laughs> producer board that I was looking at doesn't really do that much more than what we already have here or is like, Oh my gosh, now we have to get it.
2: Yeah. So, we, must, we must pool our monies together. Well, we need to check our, our moonlighting agreement that, you know, our very strict moonlighting agreement that our lawyers brought up. And I'm, I'm not sure if I approve of you working on another podcast, I'd, <laughs> I'll, I'll see, I'll see, I'll talk, I'll talk with the legal people. We'll, we may let them hash it out. You know, I don't want to, do this over the air. Yeah. Air, air air the bad blood
1: anyways I, I may be uh for my full-time job producing other podcasts which i think is kind of cool um so that'll do it for us this week on the 23 personnel podcast we had a half hour ad for water got the bowl game coming up can zag them for michael i'm spencer we'll catch you next time